0: Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windsweptknits.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. Segments this week include Tour de Vlease Spinning, Whips, Knitting Fail, On the Run, Stash Acquisition, and Out and About. Here we go. Well, I think it was about three weeks ago that I promised you an episode this week. And here we are. We've got an episode this week. It's by the skid in my teeth. When I am recording this, it is technically still this week. Everywhere in the world. By the time I release it, my time this evening, we're getting close to maybe having international dateline crossing into the next week. But uh, you know what? I did it. We still did it. <laughs> my original plan was to record at the beginning of this week and the end of next week, but uh real life has kind of gotten in the way the past few weeks. If you saw my social media post um, or any of, any of my posts the last couple of weeks, you will know that we had a bit of an injury in our household. I was at a trampoline park with my boys for a friend's birthday party, and a high schooler crashed into my older son, who is seven knocked him over, sent him flying into the padded part between the trampolines, and he just landed wrong. Unfortunately, it was not padded enough. So we do have a broken bone. You know, we had to go to urgent care and get x-rays and all that. He is fine. We've got another doctor's appointment coming up next week. Everything is good. He's feeling really well. We're having to stop him from doing things. He's actually feeling a little bit too well. But for those of you who reached out with... Messages of, you know, hope he's okay and and well wishes and stuff like that. Thank you so much. He is doing wonderful. We are very, very grateful for all your your thought-felt and heartfelt messages. Thank you so much. He's doing good. He's doing really good. But uh, it's kind of affected things like recording schedules and work schedules and and things like that. So, anyway, we're still getting a recording in. I just have him upstairs watching a movie while I'm down here recording. (laughs) Tour de Fleece. So this is my second Tour de Fleece. I'm really excited. I've definitely learned. Um, so last year, my wheel was almost brand new. I got it from Mother's Day and decided to try to spin for Tour de Fleece. And I decided I want to set an ambitious goal and spin a pound of cotton. And I did. And I spun rope, to be brutally honest with you. It is the only hand spun that I have spun that I do not like. I have liked every other hand spun I've learned. Um, every other time I've spun cotton, it's come out beautifully soft, and it's been a joy to knit. Uh, but last tour de fleece, I wanted quantity, and I got quantity, and I got a horrible quantity. I mean, it's really, it's awful. Um, I've been trying to knit a Find Your Fade with it, because I, I dyed it with some berries last year. I just tried to do something with it, but it's just awful. It really is. So I'm actually going to unravel the little bit I've done of the Find Your Fade. And compost it and my, my compost you know chop it up and compost it because it's it's not worth it unless anybody wants some hand spun rope <laughs> let me know it's very pretty shades of pink and purple <laughs> you know dyed with berries and raspberries and blackberries and stuff like that if you want it you're welcome to it just let me know you really don't want to knit with it. <laughs> so this is my second tour de fleece uh, i am going for quality not quantity my capabilities as a spinner have greatly improved in the meantime, and I'm actually starting my first sweater spin. I'm gonna do a three ply cotton. I'm aiming for something in the kind of fingering to sport weight, like a heavy fingering or a light sport, and to make a kind of nice, you know, layering sweater. Um, but we'll see. So I have it's. I think I've got almost a pound of cotton that I got from strings for Christmas. My family got it for me for Christmas, and it's like blues and aqua blues and a little bit of white and a little bit of a very a very vibrant pink. And I was a little hesitant to, to order this colorway because I'm not really a pink person, but I've got to say it's spitting up beautifully. I can't wait. I'm nearly done with the first two ounce braid, and I'm going to be starting the second two ounce braid this weekend. Um, I am participating in a couple teams. You can find me um, On, uh, I'm spinning with hipstrings because I'm using hipstrings, cotton, so you'll find me there. I am also on team Sasquatch, so I am participating for the first time as a moderator since I am a podcaster, so I've been pretty lax. I've been going in there and liking. I haven't been commenting as much as I should, so you'll find me there hopefully more over the next week or so, and on the official boards, I am on team cotton because there's actually a team cotton, which is really exciting. Very happy about that on to whips so i do have a couple whips i've been working um, on nothing terribly new i do have one new whip i started some new socks these are in plymouth yarn diversity in the violets colorway i picked this yarn up last week at a great yarn in chatham i just needed something smaller smaller needles um everything i'm working on is size fours and fives and my hands were just starting to hurt using the same needle all the time or the same size needles all the time so I picked up um, some sock yarn and some skinny needles. Um, I started the toe, but I got wooden needles instead of the normal uh, metal needles that I get. And with, you know, the humidity on Cape Cod, that was a poor decision. I should have stuck to metal needles. It would have been so much easier. So I've, I've got a toe done, uh, but that's it. But I have a very nice pair of size one wooden needles that will probably be making Beautiful socks in the wintertime when New England turns dry as a bone and, you know, static electricity is everywhere. <laughs> so we'll save it for then. I've been working on a couple other uh, pattern samples. The sea-themed shawl that I mentioned last week has a name now. It's actually had a name for a, w- a while, but uh, I haven't mentioned it. So the name of that shawl is Send Me That Horizon. And yes, there is a story behind it. Uh, I'll be talking about that more later. I'm not going to get into it just now. I'm nearly done with the stockinette body. And so it's a, it's an easy shawl. It's mostly stockinette. And then there's a really pretty wave based edging. Not, I can guarantee it's not what you're thinking because I had to tweak a bunch of things to kind of do a take on a, an old style. So no, it is not feather and fan. No, it is not that seafoam pattern. Um, But I think think you'll like it. I'm having a lot of fun working with it. So my goal had been to finish this shawl and start the second sea theme shawl this week and next week. That is not happening. I'm about eight inches in. I'm still deciding whether I want the body of the shawl to be 12 inches or 15 inches. I'm going to get to the 12, put it on, see what it's like before I decide. Because it's kind of, it's a rectangular shawl, so it's almost more like a stole. So I really want to try it before I, I do the edging. So the the it'll probably end up being either 15 inches or 18 inches. I might even go ahead and just weigh the yarn and give you folks the option, depending on how much of a of a stole that you guys want. Um, and it also depends on the size of the person, how tall you are, and that sort of thing. So I I like the idea of having two sizes, but uh, have not hit that 12 inch mark yet. But uh, the nice part is it's made great travel knitting. I have spent. A ton of time in cars and doctor's waiting rooms in the past few weeks. And I've taken this shawl with me everywhere. And also, um, my little guy, the boys were supposed to both go to camp this week and next week. Obviously, with broken bones, big brother is not going, but little brother still is. And camp drop-off and pickup takes forever. There's lines of, you know, hundreds of cars. So I'm having this semi-that-horizon shawl in my lap, you know, while cars aren't moving um, driving home from Cape Cod, we got caught in a horrendous traffic jam. A ninety-minute drive turned into three and a half hours. Tons of knitting that day. It's coming with me everywhere, so I got to say this makes much better. I was not expecting it to be a good travel knitting because it is a very long row. It's been awesome travel knitting. Really excited about that. I like when that happens because my whole life is travel knitting right now. <laughs> I'm also working on my third themed pattern. Uh, that is a shawl with two colored cables. Yes, that, that is a cable using two different colors within the cable. Uh, before you panic, it, it sounds hard. But if you learn one very simple trick, they are so easy. I thought these were, you know, whenever I saw a two-color cable, I was incredibly impressed. Like, oh my god, these must be master knitters and stuff. Oh no, it's actually really easy. Like, really seriously Easy. I'm going to make a video tutorial because I did not believe how easy it was. I thought, no, there's got to be some, you know, it's you know, it's magic. But once you, you know, see the man behind the curtain, as it were. Oh yeah, it's totally easy. It's. I, I honestly, I can't believe more people don't use this technique. I'd call this technique intarsia adjacent, but it's much simpler, at least than how I learned intarsia. And I'm only using the shawl. Only has two colors, so it's not a million. Little bobbins of yarn bouncing back and forth, tying themselves and not in the back of the shawl. It's just the main color and then one accent color, so it's really easy. Um, for the record, I am not a big intarsia fan. I have knit intarsia. I have knit a baby blanket in intarsia. I, for my my cousin and I both wanted to be astronauts when I when we grew up. So when he had his son, I knit them a space shuttle baby blanket. So I have I have done intense intarsia, and I don't really like it. But I enjoy this cable. Um, the two-colored cable technique. It's surprisingly easy. Sorry, that's my cat in the background there. She's going a little deaf, so if you've heard her at all, I I apologize. She's wants attention and can't hear anybody right now. Knitting fail. Well, I didn't really have a knitting fail so much as a photo shoot fail. So I planned on having a photo shoot, so we, we basically spent a week. Um, on Cape Cod with my parents and I'd planned on having a sunset photo shoot on the beach at the beginning of the week. Well, we had an injured boy, so no, we're just going to have, you know, easy, take it easy. You know, he was allowed to splash in the water. There's no cast, but you know, we take it an easy week overall. So I postponed end of the week. We'll do it one of the last couple days. Well, so last Saturday, photo shoot, sunset. Awesome. So it turns out we had a front come through and there were 30 mile per hour winds. Steady 30 mile per hour winds with gusts going well above that. <laughs> so we did not have a photo shoot. I did not need the shawl blowing straight out behind me. That would not make any any good pictures. So yeah, total and utter photo shoot. Fail. But we'll, we'll try again. Um, I'm going to head back down and see my folks in a couple weeks. And we'll, we'll we'll try again then. So I'll do it at the beginning of the visit this time. Yeah. On the road, so as I said, we spent a week at my parents' place on Cape Cod. That was lots of fun, lots of time at the beach. Thing one's arm is doing much, much better. So he's not able to swim, but he is able to splash in the water. And if he's careful and you know, uses mostly one arm, build sandcastles with a little help. He could go on some flat hikes, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so we had a grand time up there. And we came home over the weekend and ended up in a horrible traffic jam. That was not so fun, but it was a lot of knitting time. And uh, yesterday, I tried to take a self-care day. So I'd actually been planning this day for a couple months, and then thing one broke a bone. Uh, So he came with me. So my initial plan, the boys were supposed to go to camp this past week and then next week, and I was going to work nine of those days straight, you know, top to bottom, beginning to end and take one self-care day, go do a few things, but bring my knitting with me and do some work there. So, yeah. Kid, broken bone, no camp. Guess what, kiddo? You're coming with me. (laughs) So, um, my local... Both of my closest yarn shops have closed one just closed recently one closed about a year and a half ago so we drove to a quote-unquote local yarn store about an hour away and it's also a fiber shop it's called the fiber loft it's up in harvard massachusetts um no that is not where harvard the university is harvard university is in boston totally separate from harvard the town which is on um what you'd probably call a, a ring road there's a couple of, like half circle ring roads around boston it's on the outer one um so, I'd heard that the fiber loft carried cotton slivers, and they did, and it was so exciting. They had, um, they had a ton of spinning fiber there. They had natural and dyed wools in a variety of bases. They had, um, like I said, I saw Corydale and Wesleydale and a few, um, Merinos. They had Tessa silk. They had cotton sliver in both plain and dyed in, in colors. They also had a weaving room which I poked my head into. I don't know a lot about weaving, but they had multiple looms, floor looms, table looms, and a bunch of cones of uh, weaving yarn there. And then the main room was the yarn room. I will definitely be going back. I am hoping to take a class there someday. I understand that they actually have classes on the site. I do not attend one. Did not get to spend as much time looking quite as closely as I wanted, since thing one was getting rather bored. I had brought a tablet and headphones so he could occupy himself, but that only buys you so much time when kiddos know that there's something more fun coming next. Mommy, are you done yet? Mommy, are we leaving soon? Mommy, are you done yet? (laughs) Those of you with kids will know exactly what I mean. Um, So next we headed to a local winery. The next town over, we went to Neshoba Valley Winery. I'd never been there, but it is uh, famous for allowing people to picnic. Um, our neighbors go there a lot, so I did a quick wine tasting and bought a glass of wine, and we had a picnic out on the grounds. So, um, side note, um, my kids uh, really enjoy going to wineries for picnics. Um, my husband and I have been members at a winery. i want to say local. It's actually over in Connecticut, but it, it's just over the border, and we've been members there since, I think, our first anniversary, so it's been many, many years now, and um, so we go several times a year to pick up our wines, and we bring the kids with us. Ever since they were tiny babies, we brought the boys with us and had a picnic there. And that winery lets you walk around the grounds and run around the grounds, and they're very kid-friendly. Uh, Neshoba definitely wants you to stay in the picnic area. There's multiple signs. I'm, I'm guessing they've had problems with some folks. I mean, we're very strict about how our kids behave in a place like a winery, because obviously, if you're not careful, you can damage the grapes and, and damage stuff like that, but my guess is at Neshoba, they've had some issues because you have to stay to the picnic area. You are not allowed to wander the grounds. So um, Thing One was a little disappointed. He was hoping to get a nice walk in and run around and have a little bit of fun. We, we couldn't do that, but we did have a nice picnic, and he enjoyed that, and he got to run around the little picnic area for a little while. Um, so he also helped me pick out what to bring home as a little thing for for daddy so we brought a bottle of wine home and i tried to get him to go for a hike there was a hike it was not quite across the street but down the road a little ways um but the clouds were burning off it was starting to get warm and he's like no my legs hurt and I'm like, yeah sure they do that's exactly why you've been running around for the last 10 minutes but you know i wasn't gonna argue with it he was tired so we'll we'll take it we take what we can get so on to stash acquisition. So I did pick up a few things at the fiber loft. I got a pound of cotton sliver undyed that I'm going to attempt to dye before I spin it. Wish me luck. I know nothing about mordants, aside that I know I need to get a separate pan, pot, what have you. I'll head to Savers or Marshalls or something and pick up something super cheap and give it a try when the kids are not around someday. I also got some beautiful hand-dyed... Um, cotton sliver it's a green speckled fiber from Buchanan fibers and this is the second time I've bought fiber from them I have not spun up her other colorway but I really loved it so I was worth worth getting it again and I got a skein of Buchanan fibers silk linen blend and that's blues and purples and that is for another upcoming shawl for an accent color I'm really excited the silk linen just feels beautiful on the hand it just it's really soft it's way way softer than you think anything with linen should be i'm really looking forward to working with it and then yesterday i was really happy my very first works bobbins arrived for my lindrum I cannot wait to try these. I've been hearing about Acrogrop's bobbins for years, long before I actually started spinning myself. They are so lightweight. They are incredible. They're, I think it's like 33 and 35 grams, if I remember correctly from when I weighed them. They're they're so light. They're featherweight. Oh my God. It's amazing. My Lindrum bobbins are each well over two ounces, uh, just an, un, you know, an unloaded bobbin is well over two ounces. So these will be great for traveling, you know, like the suitcase. I, I do not have a case for my lunch. I might stuff it in a suitcase and drag it around with me um, to places. So it's going to be a bit lighter when all, the, all of those heavy wooden bobbins. So I am excited. Out and about. So uh, the first few things I am definitely attending, and we'll mention that. The last couple I'm hoping to attend but not sure. So in August, I'm going to be spending a week in Nova Scotia, Canada, visiting family and friends. If you are in the Nova Scotia area, let me know. Um, Our time is getting very quickly booked up with um, family reunions and stuff like that. We haven't been up in about two years, but we'll see from there. September, I believe it's 19th to 22nd. It's a Thursday to the Sunday. I'll be attending the Into the Wool Fiber Retreat in Crossville, Tennessee. That is run by Dana from the Unwind Yarn Company and Tiffany, aka The Project Bag, and I am so looking forward to this. I've wanted to meet these ladies in person for the longest time, and I know a couple, actually several people going, so it's going to be so much fun. Even for an introvert like me, I cannot wait. And Ryan back! Woohoo! So for the first time, I'm going to be going both Saturday and Sunday. I have a hotel room locally for that one overnight. So this is going to be my first time driving myself to the fairgrounds, that is, not being dropped off by family or taking the Webb's bus. So if you have any tips for parking there, I know I'm going to be parking, you know, a million miles away. Exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Um, But if you have any tips on when to arrive, when not to arrive, that sort of thing, I would love to hear them. I'll be driving myself out there on Saturday, driving home on Sunday. So getting, I know some people say get there an hour ahead of time. That is going to be slightly more difficult because I will be coming from the greater Boston area and getting there for 9 a.m. would mean getting up at the crack of dawn, which it's a a lot to then spend the entire day at the festival and then go back the next day. So I'm going to try to be smart about it, but I will be there. Um, My plan is to attend the Ravelry meetup and also to attend the Podcaster meetup. If anything changes, you know I will let you know. Um, two upcoming things that I don't know if I'll be attending, but I hope to. So Vermont Sheep and Wool is October 5th and 6th, and then the Fiber Festival of New England, November 2nd and 3rd, and that's at the Big E out near Springfield, Massachusetts. Not sure if I'm going someday I'll make them. Can't guarantee I will this year, but I am hoping to. And then, so since I recorded three weeks ago, we had everything come out with the stuff at Ravelry, Uh, Those of you who have been listening for a while or follow me at all on Ravelry or social media will know that I wholeheartedly support Ravelry in this. That is never a question. Nobody should be made to feel unsafe. And yeah, sorry, we've got a cat here right now. And uh, my, my little corner of the internet, my podcast, my social media places, my Ravelry group will always be inclusive to everyone. Are you you know, gay, straight, trans, whatever, you are welcome. Whatever color your skin happens to be, you are welcome. If you are um, Christian, if you are Jewish, if you're atheist, if you're a Muslim, you are welcome. It As long as you treat other people with kindness, you are welcome. If you're liberal, if you're conservative, that doesn't matter to me. As long as you treat other people in the group with kindness you are welcome. Anybody who starts to talk about white supremacy or talk about, you know, nasty stuff about someone who's gay or someone who's from another faith, you will be booted. I'm going to put that out there right now. I do not tolerate that kind of behavior. But if you are kind to your fellow human beings, you are welcome. So yes, I am supporting Ravelry. Yes, I am still selling all my patterns in Ravelry. Yes, I still am on Ravelry. Not as often as I would like to be because I am with two little boys and one of them injured and I'm trying to get work done, but you will still find me there as time allows. I love Ravelry and I will be at the Ravelry meetup at Rhinebeck. So I believe that is everything and it's probably the longest recording I've had in a while. So hopefully the sound quality is good. The microphone has been a little bit wonky slightly recently, but it is so nice to be back behind the microphone. I'm going to try to record next week. I have Thing One home with me again. I cannot guarantee I will record next week, but that is what I am hoping for. Fingers crossed there. Um, If not, I will try to record the following week and put both my boys in front of a movie some afternoon and try to sneak a recording in. So my goal is to record sometime in the next few weeks. So, as always, this is Winswept Monique signing off. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.